The Blackening. So The Blackening is a movie kind of playing on a lot of different horror tropes, um, horror cliches, um, especially revolving around uh, black characters in, uh, uh, you know, in horror movies, uh, because there's always that stereotype that, you know, uh, the person to always die first in a horror movie is the black person. Uh, that's always a big stereotype there. So what happens when it's all a whole, oh, nothing but a cast of black people? Um, and I love the tagline in this movie that says, uh, we can't all die first. You know, so I, I think that's a fun kind of little tagline there. Uh, this is directed by Tim Story, uh, who Tim Story, normally I haven't really liked a whole lot of Tim Story stuff. I mean, I think he's kind of a very workmanlike director, uh, just like you call him in to do something and, and then to shoot it. Um, and, that, you know, that's kind of it. Um, I think mostly, if, if he has a good movie, it's mostly due to the cast and the and the writing itself. I don't think not necessarily not his direction, like what he did with, with Barbershop there. Um, so in this film, um, you have seven uh, black friends that come in, you know, having a vacation on the weekend, cabin in the woods, uh, which is already typically not probably the most blackest thing that you would do. Uh, but they're doing that, and then um, they find this creepy game that's in the cabin. Um, where it, it actually, and then from what I understand, it's actually based on a real game, a real life called the Black Card, where you get these questions, and you you know what I mean about you know black culture and black topics and you know black politics and things like that, um, and in various different ways. But in this movie, you see that the game, uh, the way the game board is set up, it's a big Sambo like. Uh, caricature uh, that is, is kind of there. Um, and then they have to play this game in order to survive uh, while a killer is hunting them. Um, so I will say, you know, watching the trailer for it, um, you know, and seeing it, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. I didn't think it would be really as good as it was when I actually saw the movie. Um, I was like, uh, looks like it's going to be one long joke stretched out um, over an hour of, you know, hey, you know, black people in a horror movie and, you know what I mean, and black people do this in a horror movie and white people do this in a horror movie. And I thought it was going to be that joke kind of stretched out um, just over the course of an hour and a half. Uh, but there's some really good stuff here. There's some really funny stuff here. Um, the chemistry of the cast works really well. Um, a lot of these people, I'm not too familiar with them. Um, they look kind of familiar. Uh I just saw uh, Sneak uh, Whale uh, Walls. He just was in the White Man Can't Jump remake. Um, so I just mm -hmm. saw him in that. So I recognized him. But a lot of the other cast, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, uh, I, I kind of look familiar, but I don't really exactly place here. Um, but I think all of them work really, really well together. They got great chemistry together. They play off each other really well, and it makes for some good humorous moments. Um, you know, and they do some funny stuff playing on yeah a lot of those kind of black stereotypes, black tropes. Um, that I think work really well. Uh, you know, I do think they kind of hammer some things a little bit more than other ones that kind of, you know, weaken it. Uh, but the fact that it has the brisk pace of being an hour and a half, I think comes in, comes out, knows what it's doing, um, and, and does it effectively. Um, Chris, let me get your thoughts on the black and uh, yeah, my thoughts. Uh, looking at the trailer, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I knew that it was Tim's story going in, and that made me concerned because I'm also not a huge fan of a lot of his movies. Like, I never saw Barbershop, but, uh, I like Think Like a Man. Like, Think Like a Man is funny. 
Uh, stuff like his Shaft sequel reboot and that Tom and Jerry movie from a couple years ago, Ooh. not so much. Uh, those were really fucking yeah. rough, especially Tom and Jerry. So I was like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, the word of mouth convinced me to give this a chance. And I'm at the stage now, like, I forgot to mention this when we were talking earlier about blockbusters. Like, I kind of don't give a shit about giving my money to, the, like, the big blockbusters anymore. I'd rather give it to, like, a smaller movie that could actually benefit from me giving my money to them. So that was also another thing that was like, all right, let me go see this in the theater and give it a shot. And I'm glad I did because this movie is really, it's the hardest I've laughed at any movie all year. Uh, yeah, you're right. This cast is spectacular together. They have great chemistry, but just when they go off on their own, they still manage to hold it down and have really like funny moments like alone. But especially when they're together, like there's one thing, there's one bit at the beginning where one of them is by like the lead girl is biracial. And there's a great joke in the beginning where she gets there and the other friends are like, hey, look at the wall. It's a photo of you. And they cut over and it's a picture of a zebra. Like <laughs> that shit had me laughing so fucking hard. And uh, yeah, it was that way throughout the whole thing. It's calling out a bunch of, you know, horror tropes, but it's not doing it in a way where it's not, it doesn't do it like scary movie where it's so like big and abrasive and in your face about it. Like it has, believe it or not, it actually has a little bit of subtlety to how it does that. And it's really clever and how it implements it throughout the entire movie and with the various characters like the nerdy i forget his name the nerdy black character with a lisp who shows up like he's another one who like every time he came on screen i got a big laugh and even like you know the more like the straight men of the group like you mentioned single walls who you know you mentioned he's in white men can't jump the movie i remember him from like I recognized his name i was like where do i know him from and then i looked up his imdb later i was like oh that's the guy uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Shark Knight 3D. No, I don't think I have. No. Oh, it's it is this god awful shark movie that he's in, where like he gets his arm ripped off by the shark, but it's one of those things where he, there's a very noticeable stump underneath his shirt every time it cuts back to him. Like it looks like he's got a little Siamese twin going out from under there. But uh, yeah, he's fantastic in this movie. Like everybody is great, and like it's the laughs, like it delivers on the laughs throughout the entire movie. Uh, I will say, like, I did notice it started to get a little... Not that it never stopped being funny. It just felt like it started to kind of lose a little steam towards the end. I actually found myself getting a little sleepy around that time because we're, that's the point where it's like, like whoever it is that's behind this like comes out and starts explaining why they're doing this and this is why and da-da-da-da. And it's like okay, okay, whatever, can we get to the point? But until then, I was having such a great time. And, like, the very end, <laughs> it's funny in a way that's really, like, dark and fucked up. But I appreciate that, like, hey, like, we're gonna throw... It's not just, like, all, like, goofy laughs out the hot time. There's, like, some real, like, hard-biting shit in there, too. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to expect going into this, and I'm really happy with what I got. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think there's any really weak link here in the cast. I think they all got great moments. Um, you know, Antoinette uh, Robertson, who's in this. You had Dwayne Perkins, uh, who's in this. He's one of the writers, and he plays uh, Dwayne, who's in this. Um, he's one of the writers mm -hmm. of it. Uh, you know, very good. You know, and this was based off a sketch. And then sometimes, you know, that can always go, you know, one way or the other. It can always, you know, something that's based off a sketch 
being put into a, a feature length film, it's like, okay, how, you know, what are you going to do? You know, is, you know, sometimes in a sketch, it can be like a one note joke. And can you turn that actually into a feature film? And then I think they, they do it well here. Um, but yeah, I mean, each, each character has their own real moment. I think you'll laugh at and, and enjoy. Um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, um, you know, of, of who I like more here, because I think they, you know, they all do such a great job. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, who you mentioned, who's the, the nerdy character, and he's like the super, super nerdy character here. Um, and a lot of stuff that, you know, this, a lot of things that he's supposed to represent in the movie, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, black culture and, and, and black things like that um, is also very interesting and how they kind of point a lot of that stuff out with, with certain characters. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, them just joking with each other back and forth, you know, that feels very natural, which I think in a movie like this, you have to have. Um, and I think between this and then like no hard feelings, I think, well, I, I maybe go give an edge to this, the black man. I think this is probably one of the funniest movies I've seen, um, um, all this year, um, had a really great time with it. Um, and like you said, you know, supporting kind of more smaller films, cause I did, you know, pay to see this movie. Um, and I was hearing a great reaction on it. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. Go to the Alamo, um, and go check it out. And yeah, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, and, and I'm glad I did that. Um, like you said, I can see what you see about the ending, um, in terms of, you know, okay, they have to, you know, do the big explanation. Um, you know, it's probably not the most clever in terms of like the horror twist that's in here. Um, you know, maybe you can see that coming a mile away that might deter you from, you know, fully really loving it or enjoying it, you know, but, uh, I, I don't think that's really the point of this movie. It's not trying to, you know, do a big like subversion of horror tropes or anything like that. It's trying to play into them and then you know, have fun with them, so to speak, not really like be some huge subversion of it. Um, so I, I think that was perfectly fine. Um, even outside of the, you know, the main cast that you, you know, have here, um, you do have Diedrich Bader, uh, who's in here, who um, is an officer. That's one of the jokes, I think, with him um, that I don't think works so well. Because sometimes in, in black films, like if it's a pre predominantly black cast, like sometimes they'll have a, a, a white character in it and his name will be like Mr. White or something. Like I think they did. I think they did that joke also. Like in Soul Plane, they did it where Tom Arnold, like his family's name, was like the what was it? The the Crackers, I think, or the the Honkies. Honkies. That's what it's like. Okay, that's like. I mean, yeah, it's like okay. That that's just that's just lazy. Um, that's kind of lazy. And I think they did it some other times. I'm trying to think of another movie that they they did it. But yeah, so I thought that was kind of a little lazy. But I think it, the reason Deidre Bader he kind of works because they do he was in an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and they do make a reference to that show um, in it. And, and I think it was kind of like a meta commentary on him being in that show before. So I did, I did think that was kind of funny that they brought that, but yeah, um, I think it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a movie you enjoy there. Um, you know, you don't only have to be a black person to like this movie. Um, as far as I know, Chris is a, is a, is white as far as I know. Um, mm -hmm. And he liked it. So there you go. Um, so yeah, um, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it, and I would give it a strong tune in for me, Chris. What's uh, your final thoughts, Ray? Uh, yeah, my thought, my final thoughts are: I haven't seen like I haven't seen the Jennifer Lawrence one yet. But as far as like comedies that have come out this year, it's easily the best one that I've seen so far. Like I never stopped. At the, at its worst, I was still chuckling plenty throughout the entire movie. And if you just want to see like. You know, we're we're in the day and age where we're getting swamped in so many blockbusters that it's refreshing to see like a smaller movie like this come out. And I think it's done. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's done pretty well box office wise, right? 
Yeah, because I imagine the, the, the budget on this probably isn't very high. So, you know, especially with horror movies, you don't have to clear that high with these because, yeah. Um, but I'll see. So the budget on this was $5 million. Um, let me see what the box office has been. But you can uh, wrap up while I'm uh, finished. Oh, I'm looking up the box office here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to see like just a hilarious comedy in the theater with like hopefully a bunch of people that are also there, um, I think this is the one to beat so far. I'm hoping we get more uh, like this because it would suck if this was the only one like in a sea of just explosions and CG and whatnot. But uh, yeah, this was hilarious and I loved all the characters. And uh, yeah, I'd give it uh, as far as a rating, I'd give it like a four out of five. Nice. Um, so this this made fifteen million dollars um, at the box office on a budget of five million. Oh, so nice. It, yeah, so it made its money back. Made its money back and then some. So that's pretty good uh, for this. Um, so yeah, um, if you need a good laugh, I would suggest checking out the Blackening. So strong tune in for me and four out of five from uh, Chris, which would on our scale would probably be peak, um, which is kind of our rating before uh, below uh, this is cinema, which is our highest one. So I think it'd be around there four out of five. Mm. Uh, peak there. All right, that was the blackening.